This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Convictions, market analysis and asset allocation views. Hello and thank you for joining us for this edition of Blue Convictions. As always, I'm joined by Monica Defend, the Global Head of Research at Amundi. Uh, hello to you, Monica. Hello, Tom. Thank you. Now, you're, you're back in the office, is that right? Yes, I am. Uh, I came back uh, last week. Actually, we are organizing ourselves in order to have some team rotation, so to, to preserve everyone's safety. But it's really nice to be back to some more normality. Well, that's good to hear. Now, everybody's forecasts for the year 2020 have undergone major changes. What are your latest medium to long-term views since we last spoke at the end of April? Thank you, Tom. So let's focus on the big picture, uh, 2020, 2022, that we confirm uh, to be uh, featured by a financial regime sequencing uh, that envisage a contraction in, in 2020 to be followed by uh, a recovery in, in 2021. Uh, this shock is asymmetric and uh, the uh, effect of the shock will vary uh, between and within countries and sectors. And this is what uh, we are already noticing in the in the short term. In fact, when we have a look to the uh, Q1 prints that are uh, now available, uh, they were worse than expected. Um, and even in those countries that not necessarily uh, had been uh, hit by by the, the COVID-19 uh, first. So this is a, a one alert flag that uh, that we have. Uh, we anticipate a further deterioration to come in Q2 and likely to bottom in the US, Europe and, and in Japan. At the same time, inflation will remain low on weaker demand and low uh, oil prices. Uh, when we move to Asia, China moved already into phase two of the crisis. So it is starring uh, a real uh, recovery uh, with uh, a resumption of uh, industrial uh, production and uh, um, the manufacturing sector that is performing at a faster pace than the than the service sector. More in general, in the emerging market, as we. Um, mentioned last time some fragilities are emerging that have been um, that have been exacerbated by the aggressive policy mix in places where there was not exactly uh, enough uh, policy policy room in particular um, I'm referring to Turkey and to Brazil okay Monica it seems that governments are finding policy making harder in phase two of the crisis than they did in phase one. So how do you see things in the more immediate term then? You know, when uh, when we look back to to phase one, it seems like as being somewhat easier from a, from a policy perspective. Healthcare policy uh, have to uh, deal with the emergency. They might have been uh, better better coordinated and and faster. But on the monetary and fiscal front, policies proved to be reactive and well equipped. Uh, I would say that they learned a lesson uh, from the global financial crisis. And as far as the uh, fiscal side, we've seen more comprehensive, uh, uh, responsive. Um, 
From this perspective, moving into phase uh, two, it will be more challenging as uh, um, the flow might be impaired by a second wave uh, of, of contagion, if you want, or of uh, growth uh, drawdown. And this will really relate to the success of the healthcare uh, policies uh, when uh, a vaccine will, will be found, what kind of uh, treatment uh, will be done if the uh, test will be extensive if uh, there will be enough coordination in between uh, the emergency phase and this uh, urgency phase where you need some order reopening uh, of the uh, of the activities or even of the of the borders then there is this challenge in between the monetary and fiscal policy uh, in particular uh, now it's under the spot of the recovery fund and how uh, the eurozone and europe are going to get organized on the fiscal front in order uh, to uh, to face uh, the the cost of the of the pandemic and last but not least but this will come even in a more mature uh, phase, um, there is a risk of uh, solvency issues that are not going to be addressed by the uh, monetary monetary policy anyhow, and this might lead to uh, a string of, uh, of defaults on the corporate sector. Okay, so that's the overall outlook. What are Amundi's convictions? And perhaps we can start with any of the bright spots out there before we look at uh, the less bright spots. Uh, Monica? Yeah, I would lead uh, to the uh, two main conviction uh, that we have. The first one uh, is the positive stance in the credit investment grade, where we see uh, this asset class benefiting on one side on the central bank's purchasing program. So. Uh, even if they are risky assets, they stay under uh, the umbrella of the uh, central banks that uh, eventually offer uh, a nice uh, cushion of protection. And then the primary market can offer opportunities as there is an entire wall of refinancing uh, coming. So positive stance on, on credit. Uh, when we move uh, into the equity space, uh, where uh, I reiterate uh, this uh, Necessity, this need uh, to temper uh, the overall uh, risk uh, risk exposure. Uh, we are following this uh, first in, first out um, criterion on this uh, idea that uh, there there will be uh, a sequencing out of the of the pandemic, and this is going uh, to favor emerging market namely China and, and Asia, amid the rising geopolitical risk that we might see with the tensions in the uh, US and, and China leaving a new chapter, uh, if you want. But uh, those are the main convictions. But the, uh, the light motive is the one of preserving and protecting the investment capital. So uh, the best way we do that is having uh, um, a focus on, uh, on liquidity that proved to be precious in managing uh, this transition from the deepest phase, phase of the crisis to an uncertain recovery. Okay, and just before we go, Monica, anything else you think that investors need to be keeping an eye on? Yes, sure. There are 
two uh, subjects we are currently focused on. The first one is the labor market. The shock to internal demand will be progressive and eventually size the depth uh, of the uh, gross collapse. So looking at the labor market, uh, unemployment dynamics, and to what extent this is going to affect uh, the resilience of the, of the consumers globally. Uh, this is something that uh, we are closely monitoring and you will find in the cross-asset uh, publication this month uh, a dedicated uh, article on that. And the second is obviously uh, relating to the geopolitical uh, matters that um, add further uh, layers uh, to our scenarios. I'm mentioning the uh, China and US uh, tension uh, re-escalation. As we said, it, there is a new chapter. Uh, uh, we are writing there. And the second is more on the on the Eurozone front, uh, on the uh, German uh, court constitution uh, that uh, we saw uh, some uh, some weeks ago, how this is going to, to propagate in terms of uh, political cost to, to the union and the evolution more broadly speaking as far as the fiscal uh, response that is said to be more comprehensive uh, in our uh, in our reading on the eurozone okay well thank you very much indeed for speaking to us monica defend the global head of research at amundi thank you so much thank you tom my pleasure and thanks to you for listening we'll speak to you again soon for another edition of blue convictions This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.